Welcome to the History Tricks, where any resemblance to a boring old history lesson is purely coincidental. But first, a quick warning. Although this episode does not contain any overtly explicit content, the subject is indeed another woman of negotiable affection, and as such, the whole episode might not be suitable for our younger listeners. Thank you. Welcome to the minicast. Today, since we just got done with the Madame Pompadour podcast, we thought we would talk about another lady in her same field. Another type of madam, and this woman, her name is Annie Chambers. The story of how Annie was brought to us is just kind of interesting, so I'm going to tell you. We love to get letters from you guys. We we read the uh, emails. You guys seem to be big in emailing, which is great. We received an email from a gentleman by the name of Donald, and I won't tell you his last name. Anyway, (laughs) Donald sent us a letter, and he told us about this woman that he was fascinated with since the 1970s when he was traveling through Kansas City, and he was introduced to this woman, not the actual woman, but just her history, and he was fascinated by her, and he thought we should look into her some more. So Beckett and I'm like, have you ever heard of Annie Chambers? And so we started looking her up, and we're like, she crisscrosses so many other historical things. What a fascinating life this woman led. It is a mini-cast, but we just thought we would introduce you to a woman that you probably don't know, even if you are from Kansas City, as we live here, and we did not know about her. So we thank you so much, Donald, for bringing her to our attention, and we hope we do her justice. Leanna Lovell was born in 1843 near Lexington, Kentucky. Can I please tell you that for a madam, the maiden name of Lovell is very appropriate. I think so. It's like those chiropractors named Bone Break or whatever. <laughs> it's like you were destined, girl. She was destined for the life that she had. I mean, she had a very um, normal upbringing in, in this town. She was one of five children, and her father moved the family to Indiana when he bought a hotel. Hotel. And a famous guy was coming to town. It's the election of 1860, and Abraham Lincoln is going to be coming through town. That is very exciting. It's not much happens there. So Leanna and her friends get together, and they sew up these yellow dresses. And they go, and they march in the parade for Lincoln. But Papa's from Kentucky. Do you know what that means? It means he does not like Lincoln. It means his friends do not like Lincoln. So, He's embarrassed. Yes. So he kind of kicks Andy out of the house and sends her to live with her aunt because he just can't tell he can't take it can't have one of those in the house nope Mm-mm. so she finished school and began teaching school because really at that point there's not a whole lot of career opportunities for an unmarried woman which is what she was at the time and then she met a nice respectable man named william chambers two times her age not that unusual but he that took, time and place. No, not at all. And he took a shining to her. And actually, Daddy liked him because he was a railroad man. This was a good match for her. Doesn't this sound very calm? She's bounced back from getting kicked out of the house. We're a respectable married woman. Mm-hmm. She settles down. I don't know that it was a love match exactly, but she did what a lot of women during this time did. And she got married and she had a baby. And unfortunately, that son died when he was about a year old. And then the next time she was expecting, she was thrown from a buggy in a horrible accident, and she was in a coma for three days. And by the time she woke up after three days, her life had really fallen apart. In those three days, her baby died, the father's hotel burned down, and Willie fell from a railroad trestle and died. Her husband died in a freak railroad accident. Three days! 
she's unconscious for three days and her entire life collapses. So she wakes up, you know, spends a whole day in shock, and then basically she says, you know, what am I struggling for? I am going to have a short and fast life. And that's that. So she goes off to the big city. The big city of Indianapolis and works at what's called a resort or a sporting house. They don't play tennis there. Not really. So first she's an employee. And then she falls hot in love with this man. And he's kind to her. Sets her up in an apartment. And then she meets his wife and children. That's unfortunate, really. It's very unfortunate. When you have matrimonial hopes to meet his wife. So she takes a friend of hers and moves to the booming Wild West-like town of Kansas City. And she rents some premises. And then when the landlord finds out, hey, wait, what are you doing here? He doubles the rent. doubles the rent. And then she rents the cottage next door. They're they're called cottages. Mm -hmm. So she rents the cottage next door and creates a walkway between the two so she can expand her business. It's an emporium. And he doubles her rent again. But she pays it. Now, at this point, she's got how many girls working for her? Um, Well, word is about 24. Mm Mm-hmm. And how much are the girls making? The girls make $200 a week a piece, of which they have to tip half to the house mm-hmm. for the privilege mm-hmm. of working there. So there's $2,400 a week for Annie and doing the most rudimentary calculations as to how much that would be in modern money. We're looking at about 75000 a week. Wow. And she's so, the 1%. She's definitely the 1%. She she's tore done. down these cottages with all this cash rolling in and made a wonderful, fabulous 24-bedroom mansion with private quarters for herself, grand reception rooms. Now, she she wants to have a very classy establishment. She takes these girls in that really have no place else to go. She polishes them. She teaches them how to dress and how to do makeup and their hair and turns them into very genteel women for this particular occupation. I will tell you, she did not allow any of them to smoke in front of men. Mm-mm. Feel free, do what you wish in private, but you are not to drink to excess mm-hmm. in front of the men. You are not to use bad language in front of the men. Right. They were always dressed properly when they were in the common areas of this house. And then they weren't. Then they weren't. <gasps> okay, so um Kansas City at the turn of the century had 147 brothels. Wow. But money was coming through this area. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know who some of the customers were? Wild Bill Hickok, Doc Holliday, Bat Masterson, Jesse James, Wyatt Earp. Do we know these names? We do know these names. These are rock stars of Wild West history here. (laughs) And they are being entertained by Annie and her girls. Well, Annie's not doing the entertaining. She's Mm. just running the house at this point. She's all done. Yeah, she. you just need to keep your house clean and pay your fines. and And this thing was furnished with the finest European antiques, the finest wines, liquor, cigars, every luxury available to the gentleman who could pay. Now, card games went down mm-hmm. and some of the dealers were women. That's like titillating. Woo! You know, <laughs> a woman is dealing the cards. Poker, Monty, and Pharaoh, the same game that took the Duchess of Devonshire down. That's right. Was going down in this house. And here, this, is this interesting? Annie herself, I have no thing, nothing to back this up, but a quote from Annie. More than one local businessman chose his wife from around my girls, but she said half of her girls got married to respectable That's right. That's what she claimed, that half of her girls were married out of the house to their clients. That says Mm. a lot, that they could go from this type of life to living... That is a theme, though, of Western Mm -hmm. movies. Have you noticed Mm -hmm. that? It's like the chick in the saloon Mm -hmm. meets a rambling man with a ranch, and they go off and... 
she's now his wife. It's a pretty common, maybe it was based on reality. Maybe. Based on this, I would think it would be. Now, she did have great charm, as well Mm -hmm. as the more useful charms of her profession. And so she made contacts among the businessmen. At one point, having invited a whole bunch of businessmen to an event mm-hmm. and hiring policemen to control the line. Yeah. <laughs> Where are these wives? They're turning their heads. They're going, they're playing poker. They're doing, who knows what they're Making doing. ketchup by hand in the kitchen. <laughs> but their husbands were supporting an entire industry. Well, good for them, I guess. I Keep guess. the money in the community. She um, actually did get married again. She married at the age of 52 to a 32-year-old man. It didn't last but 10 years because he found himself a younger chippy. But Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> we're coming up now to the, the beginning of the, the early 1900s. And at this point, vice commissions are forming. And they're trying to get control over all these... This area, the government wants to get their hands on some of Annie's cash. And they have created a red light district where they can control it. Carrie Nation comes in and Carrie Nation throws a big hissy fit at the house. Really? Yes. She disapproves? She does. And the interesting thing is, do you know who is charged? Not Annie. (laughs) Carrie Nation is charged because of disorderly conduct. Well, oh, no. helps to know the policeman, huh? So, yeah, well, it's that system that she had where she was paying, she paid for protection. She yep. paid her, she put her money into, into the city. And, um, so it gets to be too much. And she's getting older. And so in 1922, she closes up house and she turns it into a boarding house. Mm-hmm. Girls are all gone. And then years later, she turns it into a museum where respectable couples can come down to the old red light district and tour the house. And I mean, I'm sure it was kind of a, a hot date, I guess. <laughs> you know, what we're going to do tonight, dear. We're going to go down and we're going to tour the red light district and we're going to talk to Annie and we're going to see the rooms where all that happened. Isn't that funny? And at the age of 90, after 60 years in this business, um, Annie Chambers was thinking about redemption or maybe just thinking about how she'd be remembered And there was a poor minister named David Bulkley who had set up the City Union Mission, which still exists, by the way, in In a a former um, brothel. His mission there was to help the homeless uh, men. It was a missionary organization, and he would feed and shelter them. It was a, a thing called Safe Harbor. And she made herself known to him and his wife, kind of a classic prostitute with the heart of gold, like Belle Watling in Gone with the Wind, you know. His wife's name was Beulah. And Beulah and Annie actually became friends. They were neighbors and friends, and these people were very loving and forgiving and all those things that Christians are supposed to be. So so for a period of the few years, this benevolent society and the madam shared, uh, you know, shared the block. (laughs) She um, gave her fabulous house over to the mission, in fact, but kept her private rooms for herself. And then one of the rooms was kept for one of her lovers until his death. Like a current, she's 90. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe a well. days gone by, or maybe not. You know, um, <laughs> she uh, she died in 1935 after an extremely long and colorful life. And what is there now? Well, there's really nothing there. There's a parking lot for a farmer's market that my child and I like to go to to buy apples, which is a far cry from all the other activities that went there. If you are from Kansas City and you want to orient yourself as to where you are. If you are at the side entrance of a restaurant called The Farmhouse, 
and you step to the right about mm, 400 feet, you will be in front of what used to be the front door of a house that is no longer there. Now there's a sign that says free parking. So, <laughs> oh, how far? Free in Annie's day, that's no, for sure. The parking was definitely not free. It would cost you, you know, $200 a week. As far as media goes, there's not a whole lot of books um, out. Donald was so kind, and he sent us a book um, that has a little chapter. It's a history of Kansas City and has a little chapter about Annie, and that was very nice of him that he'd received while he was here. Um, there's also a historical fiction novel named uh, titled Annie Chambers, written by Lenore Carroll, who is a Kansas City writer. Um, it's an older, a uh, little bit older book, but um, it, it's pretty spot on as far as the history of Annie goes, and it, you know, it's historical fiction, so it dramatizes her life which was pretty dramatic in its concise form and there's actually also and we will link you up to this kcpt which is our local public television station has a series um uh, local programming of um interviews done by the head of the kansas city public library with historical figures, and obviously they get an actor or actress to portray the person, but there is an interview with Annie Chambers. I love it's it. It's very charming. It's about tw- half an hour long, and it's 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 a charming interview. So it, we'll we'll link you up to that as well. And that's about all that we have for this very colorful woman, as who's part of our very colorful part of our history. So one of the most colorful chapters in American history. The Wild West lived out in full color in Kansas City, and Annie Chambers was one of the most colorful elements of all. Thank you so much for listening to the minicast. Bye! For show notes and links to the things we talked about today, please visit us at thehistorychicks.com. Follow us on Twitter at The History Chicks with, with an, an X. X. Or like us on Facebook without an X. If you'd like to in real life, please tell a few friends or leave a review for us on iTunes. The music in our podcast comes courtesy of Music Alley. Visit them at music.mevio.com.